Blog Talk Radio.
praise God. What a beautiful song from my sister over in Africa. And I just felt like that song was very fitting tonight because my guest has an amazing testimony. And we're going to be hearing part of that as he shares his journey with us and how his book came to life. Tonight I'm going to be welcoming on an amazing man of God. I'm blessed. He posts to uh, my group Uniting for Christ. Uh, frequently and his messages bless so many and he has an amazing uh, ministry I just I want him to share about that here in a little bit but he's a blessing to me and so many others around the world and I welcome you on tonight to Reaching Out Radio International I'm your host tonight Evangelist Montel Fields and founder of Reaching Out Radio and I consider myself blessed and honored that God allowed me that privilege here on Reaching Out Radio we are working together in one mind, in one accord, as the body of Christ. It is our true hope that we can share the gospel into every corner of the nation. Even if we just reach just one, the angels in heaven will rejoice. We want people to know about the true message of the cross and the love of Jesus. Tonight, I welcome on, as I said, a very special man of God. And he's a pastor and an author and he just he has many titles. He's very blessed. And we are going to be discussing his book, From the Incubator to the Kingdom. And this is a story, it's his story of a journey to how God fulfilled his God-given purpose. And in his book, he will be sharing with us how God put on display the many challenges and tremendous through adulthood. But praise God. The Lord used each of his encounters to show him his amazing grace and love. And he is such a good father like that. He will be take, uh, He took him from being homeless as a child to endure physical and emotional abuse from his father through contracting, contacting blood poisoning to being the first of his parents' seven children to graduate from high school. Wow, that's awesome. College and earn a Ph.D. He is a doctor. That's so awesome. So God definitely had a plan for for uh, this amazing man of God, and I welcome you on tonight, Pastor, and I would like us to start off the broadcast. Would you like to lead us in prayer tonight over the broadcast? Sure. Thank you so much, Evangelist Montel. Father yes. God, we thank you for this moment, this space and time. We thank you for this amazing broadcast, this tremendous woman of God, and the vision that you've given her, God, to reach souls to every corners of this earth. What you're doing in our life, God. We thank you for everyone that will tune in. We pray to, that you will let them know that they are valuable in your kingdom yes, and God. that you are working a work in them. So tonight, Lord, we surrender this broadcast to you that you will have full control. Throw your weight around, Lord Jesus, that people will know that you are king and Lord and that you can work out everything in their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, I thought the power of God went going out while you was praying. I am so thankful to you for being on with us tonight, and I know you have a lot going on as well within your ministry, and I always consider it a blessing when other brothers and sisters take their time out to bless others and to share their journeys and their testimonies and just to let the Spirit lead them. That's why I tell people when they come on, this is your time to share the ministry God's blessed you um, with and um, is there a specific place you would like to start tonight? Would you like to share a little bit about yourself and then we could work into talking about your book and also where people can get that book? Sure. Um, uh, 
thank you for the the amazing introduction. Um, just tremendous. Um, we uh, just owe all the honor and the praise to God. He is such an incredible uh, Savior. He's such a God that will take take us to a place that where we can see His handiwork in our lives. Um, my my introduction kind of puts it in full play, if you will, and gives hopefully everybody a front row seat. Um, I am one of six sons, five sons that my mom had. She had six total, but I'm one of them. Had a one sister who is the who is the oldest. We grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, um, across the uh, the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, and I also attended T.C. Williams High School where I graduated, where the, the movie was depicted about T.C. Williams um, and their triumph over racial divide, uh, remembering the Titans. So I am a um, 1978 graduate of that that school, and um, that was the beginning, I guess, one of the platforms for me to, to write my book. But I am a pastor. I'm the senior pastor and founder of the Family Worship Center, a place where families can imagine. Um, my God. wife and I, we lead that ministry. We are a non-denominational ministry. And the, the key to our ministry, we believe that God has given us, is to love people to the kingdom, to position families to understand that they matter, to position families to understand that they uh, can do great things in Christ. Um, We serve in different capacities in that ministry. We have adopted uh, a senior uh, apartment facility in the Maryland area where before COVID took place, we were um, serving every Thursday where we would go there at noon to us to render Bible study. And every third Thursday, my wife, Michelle, would do arts and crafts, which is one of her talents. Um, with the seniors there, and we also adopted an elementary school where we would supply them with school supplies, especially the two of the most um, underprivileged families at that school, um, book supplies, and, and also during the holiday season, we would supply food and even gifts. And so those are some of the things that we have adopted in this ministry, which we really, God gave us to start in 2017, 2018, um, to be uh, one of the the instruments in the the, uh, D.C., Maryland area. And so with that, we um, also are blended families, step families, most people call them, but we are blended families caretakers where my wife and I, we, uh, we serve the blended family community, uh, not just the blended family, but nuclear families are intact. But the blended family is our God-given niche to see uh, this blended family uh, culture rise up from all of the changes and challenges. And we know that they cannot do that without Jesus being the leading Amen. principle in them going to where they need to go. And so... We've just been fortunate and blessed to serve the community um, through the homeless and outreach. We work with another ministry where we partner with at our ministry to serve food and to do clothing. Um, Once a week, we go and prepare the different things that goes out to the families that have been hit very hard because of COVID. And so we are excited as being instruments of service. Uh, Also, um, and I know uh, evangelists, Montel didn't share this. I am also a 32-year retired military veteran. Oh, God where bless I served, 
and I served in the Navy first, and then I retired out of the Air Force. And people often ask me, why did you change branches? I said, well, I decided after serving in the Navy for 10-plus years or so that I couldn't drink all that water. So I decided to go where I could get on land full time. But every step of the way, God has given me his compass to do things by faith. And when we started this ministry, it was by faith. And and God has allowed us to continue to serve uh, pre-COVID, in the middle of COVID, and we believe in God to do even greater things post-COVID-19. So we're we're really excited about what God has given us to share. And this is part of the journey that God has given me uh, to do and to serve with my wife and, you know, others. And so we're always just thankful. You know, we're really excited about being on tonight on Outreach Radio because what we realize is that God will take you from places where nobody thought you could go. Amen. And he will Come give on. You his, he will give you the bridge and the arms and the feet and the legs to yes. go, even when those yes. people said that's not going to work that you, you, you're taking on too much. But mm. see, God would take the little and make it much every Amen. time. <laughs> every time. Wow. You have, you and your wife have uh, a heart like my husband and I do. Like, um, I'm so blessed because you can truly, like I can feel the anointing God has upon your life. And that, that, that people understand when you have discerning the spirit, but the love of Jesus, yes. is, it shines forth even when you're speaking. And there is, such a need for outreach ministry and I love that you work with blended families as well because many people because I have a blended family and many people truly don't understand my daughter does as well and many people truly don't understand that really takes God in your life because it's not an easy thing to be a step parent it's not an easy transition for parents in general or the children so to have someone that has a that has a Christ-like love and an understanding to be reaching out. To me, that's an amazing ministry right there within itself. But the same as my husband and I, we like to go out and prepare meals, like maybe special holidays or outreaches, distribute clothes. And people's always like, well, you don't have this much money. How How do you do that? Because whenever God tells me to go, he opens the door. When he gives me a vision, he brings a provision because my God owns everything. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. Yeah. You just got to have faith <laughs> and you step out yeah. and God makes the way. And like, I just, I feel a witness. I, I feel such a beautiful move of the spirit already. And, and even just reading, uh, even like in your bio, the, the journey that had you on, you had many things that you've been through, many reasons to be discouraged but look at where you are. It's like they say our tests are just testimonies in the making. And your your journey goes all the way back to even when you was a child. Um, yeah. It said that you Definitely. endured physical and emotional abuse from your father. That is something that my one of my friends that works on here, Susan Brozak, is a Christian psychotherapist. And she actually has special programs because it's beautiful what God does. He uses the word of God and her love for the Lord, and then her professional attributes to teach on those things. And I've listened to programs, and the impact that can have a person's life is it's tremendous. But look where you are, and um, whatever parts of the journeys you would like to elaborate on and share with us, um, please feel free because it truly your journey is a testimony. And the title of your book, I absolutely love that, From the Incubator to the kingdom, and I really hope people really listen to that, from the incubator 
to the kingdom. That's a powerful title. Would you like to uh, share with people how that title came to life? Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you. Um, man, I'm just praising God for you and your husband, the Blender family. We're going to have to talk off air because I would uh, love that. just to let you know, we, we want to have you on our show. We do. We host a radio show uh, uh, every Wednesday called Straight Talk about the Blender family, my wife and I, on the WBGR Health and Wellness Network. And we, uh, we, we would love to have you and your husband on our show whether we can do it from via stream or if you're in the local area, we can have you in the studio. Uh, but, well, yeah, we let's talk that. about that. Uh, you you got sure. me really excited now even more. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah this is really awesome. And, mm, a divine mm, connection. This is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome because we could share with people, too, um, about the sweet little boy in our testimony um, that we adopted, Noah. We saved him from being aborted, and he's going to be 15 wow. months now. So I would love to share. Yes, we will get in touch, oh, but yeah. I want to focus on you right now because I'm excited <laughs> about everything you do, kindred spirit. But uh, you just have such a wow. beautiful spirit, Pastor. And I've seen your wife. She's absolutely beautiful. And I do follow your programs, and I try to share the stuff you share. And I just so I just thank you, God, for our connection because I feel like there's yeah. purpose. And maybe one day my husband and I could travel and come out there and do some outreach work with you. I would love that. Oh, that that sounds amazing. Um, but, you know, this book, um, God gave me this book. I'm trying to think. I published it in 2016, but I had this thing in my spirit probably for about five or six years, uh, wanting to share my life journey. I know everybody has their own story, their own life journey which brings God the glory and how God uh, brought them out. But when God began to put me in that place to minister to my heart and what he wanted me to put into the earth, in the atmosphere, and from the incubator is, is really amazing because I am a twin. I was my, my twin brother and I, we were born um, really preemie. I think I was three pounds and four ounces. And he was three pounds and six ounces. And because we were uh, premature, we were born seven months. Um, you know, when you're when when we were born, um, giving away my age, I was born back in um, the 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 late fifties. I tell people I don't look like what I've been through, and I don't feel like my age because I'm just beginning uh, to get my second win in Christ. <laughs> but um, we were born in the situation where uh, we were both small and preemie, and because of our size, we had to be put in incubators. And my brother was a little stronger and more healthier than I was. And so I stayed in the hospital, my mother told me, 30 days longer than he had. So I had to stay in the incubator for a long time. And anybody know anything about incubators? Incubators are there to help uh, nutrient, give nutrients to the premature baby to make sure that they are protected and that they don't get any infections or anything. So while I was in this incubator, God was protecting me. God was showing me things from a, from a physical perspective. But even in life, uh, before God takes you, after he saves you, after he uh, sets you up and delivers you, after he begins to transform your life, he has to put you in that incubator so he can protect you from the things that you're not strong enough, from the things that you don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to encounter. And so that's what God did from a spiritual perspective. He put me in this incubator at, at, at a very young age. I went through, uh, unfortunately, my brother and I um, 
went to live with my father because my mother and father got a divorce. And so we don't really know how this transpired. My twin brother and I were the only two that went to live with my father at the age of five. And in doing that journey, my father, uh, unfortunately, he uh, was uh, abused of alcohol. He was very angry. And so because I looked like my mother, every day he would come in when he was intoxicated and call me my mother's name. And because my father was abusive to my mother, he was a, you know, he beat my mother and different things took place. And so I ended up getting the brunt of that when he was intoxicated. And I didn't know why, um, but now as you grow in Christ, you recognize it was a demonic force to try to break what God was preparing me through the incubator process. And um, so I went through that for about four years, and during that four years journey, because we lived with my dad from the age of five to almost ten, until God allowed me in the Spirit of God and gave me the wisdom to find out where my mother was living in Alexandria. And so God spoke to me, and I went there. But before I go there to talk about how God brought that breakthrough for my brother and I, I went through years of that, and we were homeless. My father lost the house that him and my mother bought. And so we end up living in a car uh, and washing up at a dirty gas station. We would get apartments, but for my father's inconsistency, we weren't able to keep those apartments. So we were, it became cyclical of going from an apartment to the car, from the apartment to the car. So we were homeless. We were hungry. We were, we were destituted. But in this process, I, I, I knew I had a praying grandmother but God was showing me some things that I didn't even know I had the ability to understand. And so during that journey, um, I contracted blood poison because I was hanging out with a friend, probably about seven years old, six or seven years old. I was hanging out with a friend, and boys will be boys. We built a treehouse, and I end up um, getting punctured by a, a rusty nail. I got to tell you right now, um, Evangelist Montel, I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't even, I, I felt the prick. But, you know, when you're a six or seven-year-old boy, you don't think about stuff like that. Nah. You're not concerned. You're just you're just trying to have fun. And eventually I end up um, getting blood poison because I was in school and I fainted. And so I was in so much pain, but I didn't want to make any complaints because, you know, we didn't, I didn't know anything about health insurance. You know, I just didn't want to get in a situation where, because of the fear of my father, I didn't want to expose how we were living, continue to go to school and in the pain. And one day when I fainted, they rushed me to Children's Hospital in Washington, D.C., and they found out that I was, um, I had blood poison. And it was at his, it, was, it began to flow through my whole body. And at seven years old, I was in the hospital, and I was in so much pain. And I can remember wow. now that I said, God, why in the world is this happening to me? And I said, God, you know, I, I don't know where my mother is. I don't know where my father is sometimes. And, you know, we're living in a car. And I said, God, I, just, just, just take me from this earth. And I would never forget when I, 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 you know, I was kind of delirious in pain and whatever. And they had me on, um, uh, I guess, antibiotics and whatever to try to just keep me uh, from getting more infected and, and more difficulties with the whole process of blood poisoning. And so what I found out, I was, I was in there when I would never get, I was in there one evening and I was like, you know, I know I'm going to die. The blood poison has, from what the doctors told me, it's going to go through my whole body and, and sooner or later I'm going to die. 
And I and I said, Lord, I would rather die and at that time to be with you than to continue to live in the situation my brother and I were living in. And so a nurse came by and she heard me. And this nurse was a woman of God. And she said, baby, you're not going to die. God has something for you. Now, at six or seven years old, I'm, I could not comprehend what she was saying. I could not understand. And, you know, but point on, God began to heal me. God began to, he took all the blood poison out of my life through the doctors, but his hand of healing was upon my life. And as God took me through that process, God allowed me to say, you know, he spoke to my heart and said, I'm going to use you in this earth. And I was like, God, how can you use me? I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm six or seven years old. I'm weak, you know, and, and, and I didn't understand what God was saying. But I will tell you that going through this incubator process, because the incubator process doesn't just stop after you leave the hospital. It doesn't just stop after you get in Christ. It doesn't just stop after you learn the things you learn about the Word of God. Many of us stay in the incubator process for a long time until God can count on us to hear his word, to be strong in him, to understand how valuable we are, to understand that even though we come from difficult beginnings, it does not have to give us a stamp to, to make us be that particular thing. Come I don't on. believe our past, our situations in Christ, can dictate where we are. We just have to lift up our eyes into the hills we come at our help. Our help Amen. comes from the Lord. So as I as I go through this process, God began to show me how to pray and to show me what to do and to show me how to go forward. So I told my brother, I'll never forget this. I told my brother, I said, my father, we finally got our apartment, so we were living in an apartment, and I told my brother because the father would come by and give us allowances, and I would save my money. I would save my money, and my brother would spend his money on candy, but I had a plan. At, at, at eight years old, I had a plan, Evangelist Fields. I had a plan that I was getting up out of there because God began to speak to me, and I would read his word and, and pray, and my brother was asking me, oh, why are you always reading the Bible? I said, because I believe that God's going to do something, man. And I was just speaking in childlike faith. I wasn't speaking that I knew the Bible or I knew anything special. But I told him, I said, God's going to get us out. And I remember when God began to set things up and I began to pray. And when I turned nine years old, God said, now's the time. So I began to inquire how to get to Alexander, Virginia, because where we were staying at, the bus line, will come right out there. So I began to get on the bus and ask the bus drivers, how do you get to Alexandria? What is the cost? And oh, I know it as I, as I go through this process. Wow. Um, God led me one day, and I told my brother, I said, this Friday we're going to, I'm going to Alexandria, Virginia to find mommy. He said, man, daddy's going to be back. I said, how are you going to get there? I said, I've saved up my allowances. And I said, he said, daddy's going to be upset. I said, that's okay. I'm leaving. You can come. I have enough money for you if you want to come, but I won't be here when he get here. And so I end up getting on this bus, and I asked the bus driver, and I said, sir, do you know how to get to Alexandria, Virginia? I need you to take me there. I said, I'm looking for my mother. Her name was Doris Mangum. I said, I'm looking for my mom. He said, I know your mom because I drive in Alexandria, and she works over near Arlington at the Navy Yard, pick her up, and I take her where her bus stop. Now, you see, God began to, to put the wow. dots and connect the dots through, through, a, through a bus driver. And later on in my life, I realized when God was giving me this, this particular book, 
He was using that bus driver, and that bus driver was an angel. We never saw that bus driver again. And when we got to Virginia, it was it was late. And I said, he said, well, I know I took your mother at this this on Braddock Road in King Street. I know I dropped your mom here. He said, but I I I think I know where she lives at. He said, I will take you and your brother. Now he took us to our mother's house at sixteen sixteen Souter Street in Alexandria, Virginia. And I'll never get in that 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 October of 1969, God began to to elevate the incubator. He began to show me that he took us from being in a place of of homelessness and and place of malnutrition to a place that he was going to give us strength and and allow us to move in a different place. So God protected us even though through the blood pours and through the abuse, through all of that. He had me in this incubator, and even though he allowed me to go through that, he was still protecting me from dying because he had a mission. He had something for me to do in the earth. I get excited when I tell that story because I relive it. (laughs) My God, I relive it. And so after that, my mom, we knocked on the door. My sister came. She said, it's the twins. She said, Dwayne and Wayne is the twins. And we were so malnutrition, malnutrition. We were so small for our ages because we weren't eating daily. But God kept us. He kept us in a place through the incubator. And so as we journeyed and we went to live with my mom and we end up staying with my mom and God began to do what he needed to do. And at 12 years old, God called me to preach the gospel. Praise I got God. baptized and, and accepted him at, at, at nine, but I got baptized at 11. And at 12, he called me to preach the gospel. Glory to God. And I've been preaching the gospel ever since then. And I know that his hand is not only was on me, it was on my brother, it was on my family, but I did Thank not know Jesus. what God was doing. And God said, my son, I'm going to show you what I'm about to do in your life. And when I told my family that God has called me to preach, they made fun. The people in the church said, you're too young. You don't know what you're talking about. You're delirious. But I knew, evangelist, until I knew in my heart that there was a call of God on my life to make a difference for his kingdom, not for me. Amen. Praise God. At an early age, all the way back there, Pastor, I'm just so moved in emotion in the spirit right now. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people truly don't understand, and you're explaining it so very beautifully. Many times people don't understand why does a child have to suffer this way or why does this happen this way. But if they really listen, God, starting from all the way back at the age of seven, actually from all the way back from your childhood, was preparing the foundation for the ministry you have now because you're working yes. with blended families and you're you're reaching out to different types of families and you you will can have more compassion and understanding it is your journey is all a part of where God was taking you to for the work he was calling you to and it's just I'm just being so blessed by your testimony and I just feel the power of God and the Holy Spirit so strong in my in my room, but how awesome. And 
even being in the hospital with that blood poisoning, we don't always understand those things, but God was positioning you. He was positioning you to move in faith, and you were strong enough to bring your brother with you. God was giving you giving you strength. Like I'm thinking of David be going before Goliath, because to me, your dad mm. was like the giant. But you, yes. you were you were young and you were weak, but that anointing of God and that protection all the way from when you was in that incubator, because that's so powerful. God kept you. God was already positioning you to be this mighty man of God. And I, I truly believe he called well, you at the age of 12 because I can, I can just feel that anointing over your life. And God, like just the love of Jesus flows just flows when you speak and I'm crying tears of joy because God is so great. Like even through things that I've went through myself and my pains in my own life from through, through abuse and through a divorce and being a single mom to God bringing me into Uh, my husband's life and God (laughs) gave me to, to bring my husband to the Lord and he delivered him from a life of sexual abuse and drug addiction. He delivered him from drugs immediately and I can relate because what my husband went through emotionally and uh, the abuse he went through to see where he is now when God brought sweet little Noah the baby boy we adopted my kids were a little bit older whenever we got together but my husband and I never were blessed to have a child together and I was blessed I'm going to be sharing my testimony um, in God's Victorious Women magazine uh, our testimony about little Noah but let me tell you We God chose a different way for my husband and I to have a child together, and that was through adoption. And Noah is Amen. everything we could have wanted and meant more. And I love this little boy. He's got a call on his life. I already see it. This little boy is going to be 15 months old, and we're bringing him up in the Lord's ways. When we're in worship, he's got his hands up. He knows when we're going to church, and he'll <laughs> say, church, God. mama, church, mama, and he'll get his hands going, Amen. and he praises the Lord, and he says, Jesus, <laughs> and like, Ooh. it's just God is, Pastor, God is Amen. so loving and so great, and even thinking about when he called me to give Noah his name, his purpose and plan wow. just totally amazed me, and uh, I'd love to talk <laughs> yeah. more about that, but, like, I'm just so moved, and thanking God. It's hard for us to think about people to go through those things, especially as a child. But look yeah. at that. Like even with the bus driver, that that just yeah. might have been an angel um, that God sent, yeah. like you said, because my aunt had that same experience. My uncle died in their car, and at the time she really wasn't a driver, and passed away in the middle of the desert out in California. And my aunt wow. didn't have nobody. At the time there wasn't cell phones. And she said, out of nowhere, these two women showed up and helped her. And she said, immediately they were gone, and she could never find them again. And she said, I yeah. truly believe that was angels that was with me. And like I said, wow. I'm weeping. I'm a weller when I get moved by the spirit. But <laughs> wow! So, so you showed up. You showed up you at showed your mom's at- house with your brother, and your sister comes to the door and sees you too. And then, how long was it before your mom knew that you were there? My mom, she knew right away because uh, wow. my sister started screaming, the twins are here. And my mom came down crying, my babies. And um, that that moment uh, in, in my book, in my book, uh, 1616 Shooter Street, where my mom lived in Alexandria at that time, um, I, I titled that 
my rescue and my reconnection. That's the name of the chapter. <laughs> my rescue and my reconnection. Um, Come on, that's in that powerful. particular chapter. Wow. Um, King Suda Street, my rescue and my reconnection. God allowed me to be rescued, my brother and I, in our reconnection with my mother and my other family, my other siblings. And so God began to move and you know, and it was it was it was it was difficult because my other brothers didn't understand a lot of different things, but God was molding some things in a powerful way and, and from that point on um, we begin to just integrate ourselves in the community, in the church, and in the school. And God allowed me to excel in different sports and different things and, and, you know, and to share the gospel. I was telling people when I was young about Jesus being crucified and how he was rose from the dead. And at that, I came so uh, loving of basketball. They used to call me Reverend Basketball. I had basketball oh, in one hand and the Bible in the other. Bible, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, you know, God, um, he took me through this process, and he was still, I was still in the incubator because he was teaching me things about him and his word. He was still building my faith, and he was still doing things that I didn't even know he was doing. And in, in that, I, I want your audience to know that when God chose, chooses you out of a family of seven or a family of one or a family of five, it's very difficult for your family to understand because if they're not spiritually in tune with God, they're going to think that you're delirious. They're going to think that you don't know what you're talking about. But I want to share with your audience, if God has placed his hand on your life, trust me, God is going to bring it to pass. God is going to allow you to triumph in areas through your difficulties, through your pain. Amen. This morning I was Amen. teaching about restoring the sacred circle, and I was talking about that God will take the brokenness and bring you through the bridge that will take you through your breakthrough. And so Ooh, in the midst of everything that I did with this book and what God showed me, I started to see my purpose in him being fulfilled on a Glory daily basis. And, and I began to see how God was going to use me, even though the people that were around you were in disbelief, even though they didn't understand your childlike faith or your teenage-like faith or your young adult-like faith or your senior-like faith. God is not done. God is, you're only done when God takes his breath from you. But it, if oh God, God is giving you breath, if he's giving you yes. life, if he's Amen. giving you the visions and the anointing, it's not done. All hell could be broken loose. And, and I thought that going home was meeting my mom, it was going to be a lot better. But I, I dealt with jealousy from my brothers because my mom turned, the, turned her caregiver up on my brother now because for five, almost five years, we were misused, we were abused, we were we were depleted, and she and she felt so bad because she said to us um, that I should have never let my your father take you boys, and and I didn't fight hard enough, and I told mom at the age of ten, mom, this wasn't your fault. It was for the glory of God to be revealed. I remember this scripture. Montel. I remember when, when, when Lazarus was was said he had died and Jesus didn't come right away, but he sent the word to them. He said, this sickness will not end in death. And that's what God told me early in my journey. 
that the sickness of blood poison, he revealed it to me, that the sickness of abuse, that the sickness of betrayal, that this sickness of, of, of divorce, that this sickness of being left to die is not of the death, but for the glory of God to be revealed. And God will show me, he said, my son, for the glory of God to be revealed. And now that I look back over my life in the song scene, when I think things over, ooh, that this incubator process to the kingdom called me to preach. He allowed me to, to share Thank the you, salvation principle with my family, with my mom, my brothers, Hallelujah. my neighbors. And they were like, what is the matter with that boy? He don't know <laughs> Jesus like that. He has lost his mind telling us that we must be born again, that we, we must accept them as Lord and Savior. I can remember that through this process, going from junior high, how God blessed me in junior high to do unimaginable things. And i got to tell you, I was blown away what God was doing. He was giving me favor that I didn't even understand the principle of favor in junior high. But he was giving me favor with teachers, with community people. And I had so much favor in my life. And when you have favor, people that don't understand it, in the body and out of the body become jealous. They become envy. They they want to break you down because you're not doing it their way, but you're doing it God's way. And I kept doing it. Um, not perfect, making mistakes, but I tell people all the time that God will take the mistakes and turn them into miracles and turn them into to things that are multi, multitudinal. He will change things for his glory to be revealed in your life. Hallelujah. God takes me from this place glory to glory. and he begins to show me the kingdom. After God called me to preach and wow. he had me in the church and God, when I graduated from high school, I went to college and I was ministering to folks and, and I was celibate down in college. And people said, man, you can't be celibate in college. Come on, pastor. I said, I said Jesus can make, can keep you celibate. And I didn't yes, have any can. girlfriends in college. I didn't have any premarital intercourse or sex. Not because I was better, not because I was stronger, but because God had a calling on my life. And he understood that I needed to stay as close to him as I could. So this was another part of the journey. So when I went to college, I had all the, the tests and the temptations. But God said, I got I to I gotta use you, my son, for, your, wow. for my glory. He said, if you trust me. And so I began to trust him even more, even from the ridicule wow. of the people. Wow. That was in my college, the ridicule from the professions, because I didn't do this and I didn't do that, and they thought I was strange. They thought I was peculiar. They thought I was mental because I didn't do the things that all the college age students did. Again, I didn't think I was better. I thought that God has called me to do this. You were set apart, and so therefore, Amen. set apart and sanctified yes. by God. So yes. as I as I think about this book. Wow. This book talks about my time in the military. Oh, let me go back from junior high to high school. When I was in high school in Alexandria, uh, I went. I was caught in a racial riot, and I'll never forget this. I was on the stairwell trying to get out of the school, and these particular people, young boys that didn't like me, that didn't look like me, said, we're going to beat you. 
because you don't look like us. And, and they didn't know me, but they, they had this spirit of hatred on them that was probably taught to them. And I would say, y'all not going to do anything to me. And I think I began to ask God to send his angels. And before I knew it, it was several people that knew me came on the stairwell with me Hallelujah. and said, you're not going to bother Dwayne. Matter of fact, you're going to leave him alone right now. And God allowed me to be ushered out of that to safety. And then so as I go to high school, my sister was older, but she didn't graduate from high school. My twin brother, we were in the same 12th grade, but because he did not follow up with his courses and do the right thing, he didn't graduate. So I became the first one of my mother's children Mm. to graduate from high school. God's favor. Thank you, Jesus. God's favor was on my life yes. where I, I had an academic and an athletic scholarship to college. His favor. My mother couldn't afford to pay for any of her children to go to school because she was a single parent trying to make the ends meet. But God's favor from the incubator to the kingdom, God began to give me favor in college despite what was going on. And he blessed me to graduate with my undergrad, and he blessed me to graduate with my master's. That I I can tell you right now, I have no college debt, even with a PhD in in, in Christian counseling and psychology. I have no college debt because God opened doors and had people to bless me. Hallelujah, your faithful father. Only God can do that. So God put me on display for his glory that he can take you from the incubator to the kingdom. It's not, I wrote in the book, in my book, it really doesn't depend where you start. Come on, Pastor. But it does depend how God allows you to finish. Amen. Amen. And finish with joy. Amen. I'm not finished yet, and you're not finished yet, and those listeners, you're not finished yet, and your situation may be dire than, than mine or evangelist Montel, but guess what? You're not finished yet because Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. Man, don't finish you. Amen. Yes. And so many people get discouraged thinking, well, I don't have this, or I'm at this age. I'm too old, or maybe I'm too young, but the thing is, when God calls you, he equips you. And when you get that anointing, yeah. I, I sit when you were talking about how people were understanding you, and I think and I think about our son Noah, too. But look what Noah went through. People were, people were calling him mental, crazy. Even his family started to doubt him some when it started to him. Yeah. God called him to build the ark. And people, that was many years' process. We're talking years and years. I love the story of that. But what did he do, even though he was getting mocked, even though he was getting He kept going. He kept going. And what happened when that man of God that had faith had his family safe and all the the animals aboard? And that door, it wasn't Noah that closed the door. It was the power of God God that slammed that door. And who was beating on the outside of that door wanting in? All those people that called him mental, that mocked him, that doubted that God was talking to him about. We're going to be made fun of. We're going to be ridiculed. God warned us of these things in the Bible. We, I, God's yeah. actually got me working on a message called Chameleon Christianity. But wow. like, so many people want to be, like when they're around certain people, to be one way, but then when they get away, then, then they'll serve God. You can't do that. 
you've got to be Amen. willing to take, like you went through, you've got to be willing to be considered different, to be willing to be outcast, because he says if we deny him on earth, he's going to deny us in heaven. And it just shows your strength. Like, I just feel you as a mighty warrior of God, Pastor. Like, I just see the strength, even though you started Amen. out as the weakest, weakest that a, a child could be as a preemie. That's, that's a weak thing. God has made you this yes. mighty man of God. And it's through his power and his love and his mercy and his grace and the way he lined your journey up all the way from your childhood into where he has you now. Like, if someone can't get moved in the spirit by that, they need to check themselves. Because I'm telling you, I feel the anointing. <laughs> I feel the power of God in it. And I'm a bold sister. Like, when it comes to sharing truth, I'll do it in love. But I'm telling you, I feel the, the power of God in your life Ooh, and the anointing in your life. And that is, just, that is so amazing. I can see your sister answering that door. And, you know, even thinking about your, your, your dad, in all honesty, we have to get to a place where we forgive. Because I went through things with my own dad when I was younger. And it was because he was on a lot of medicines and it caused him to be a person he's not. But I had to get to a place to forgive my dad. And I've learned to respect my dad and to love my dad because that's what God called me to do. And I had an understanding my dad had issues back then. He wasn't responsible. And that's one of the hardest things for many people to do. It is so e- it's easy to love someone that's loving you and to have someone in your life, but to forgive someone that's hurt you, that's brought you down, that shows a true person's heart for Jesus Christ because forgiveness brings healing not only for that person but ourselves. And it's just like, the love that you have, even after all that you've been through, it's truly the love of Jesus in your heart. And I love it, Pastor. I'm just, I'm so blessed. I'm just, I'm ready. Like, I feel like I'm in a, a, a Holy Ghost-filled service like we've been having at church for revival. Amen. And I Amen. needed encouragement myself tonight. I've been going through yeah. attacks right myself lately. But God says, just keep Amen. on going. Just keep on pushing. And that's what I'm doing because greater, greater is he that's in me that's in this world. And in yes. my weakness, God is made perfect, and he has a purpose yes. and a plan, and we have to trust him from season to season as he takes us from glory to glory. And I'm just, I'm so excited about your journey, wow. about your ministry, and I just love the love that you have for Jesus. It's contagious, and that's what this world needs, Pastor. So many people yes. want to, I sit, I don't know about you, and I know, I'm not trying to get off, but, um, so many people are bound in fear over COVID right now. Like, it's changed our whole world. And even my husband and I were talking today. You see people in masks everywhere. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, and I try to be respectful to laws and everything. But I'm not going to let COVID cause me to have fear to not do work for the Lord. I'm not going to let COVID find me to my house. Because God said he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a peace and love and a sound mind. I am a child of Amen. God, and I'm not going to let a disease control my life. God controls Amen. my life. His hand protection is not I even even when I went through all the precautionary measures the sand the hand sanitizing staying in wearing masks I had to do I still contacted COVID but you want to know what God brought me through it and it caused me to have more of appreciation for life brother because I told my husband a lot of people didn't make it through COVID but you know what kept me every night I would sit in my bed and I'm thinking about your faith and I just wanted to share this and get back to your story but I would pray, God, I might be fighting COVID, but you're my healer. You're my protector. 
You're my strength, yes. God, and I know that yes. you're going to get this, me through that. I was prophesying to my own life because we have yes. to we have to speak life. And even though people may say we're crazy because I'd be called a Bible thumper or Jesus lover, you know what? I'm proud of those things because I love my Amen. father. Amen. And, he, Amen. and he's kept me. And I want to be different than others in the world because I want to get to a point, point in my life. I want people to see the Jesus in me. And when they're seeing that even though in the struggles that I'm still blessed and I can rejoice and be happy, that's what they need. They don't need the needle in their arm. They don't need the drink in their hand. And it's easy for us to condemn people. But if we truly realize if they don't know Jesus, if they haven't been taught the love of Jesus, maybe that's all Amen. they've been taught, that the answer's in the bottle, that the answer's in the, the needle. That's why we need people like you and I and others with this contagious love of Jesus. To go yes. out and be lights in the darkness, not condemn brothers and sisters. If someone walks into That's our right. church and they look like they're, they're, they use drugs or they're, they're alcoholic or adulterous, you know what? Don't cast stones. As Jesus said, you know, where are your accusers? You know what? We need to love them and not <laughs> judge them. And that's what Amen. I feel in your life. Like, even though yes. that, that you've been through all that, you've been judged, you've been condemned, you've been mocked, you've been made fun of, but look where God's taken you. Look where God has taken you. And now that you're to this place in your life, how do your, like, how do your siblings and everyone, uh, like, respond to that now, Pastor? Because that's exciting to me because even back then, everyone was thinking, this man's crazy. This this guy's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's amazing you said that. Before I answer that, though, you just allowed the Spirit of God to speak to you about a forgiveness. In Chapter 16 of my book, this book is entitled The Forgiveness Factor. And that factor was made uh, alive when I led my father to Christ. Praise I had God. to forgive him. Before I lead him to Christ, despite what he did to me, at 19 years old, I led him to Christ. He accepted wow. Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I was living in Maryland. I was stationed in Maryland. Uh, I wasn't in the military yet, and I was still in college. But I led him to Christ. I called him, and I said, Daddy, do you know Jesus is Lord? He said, no. I said, I want you to repeat after me. It's very easy. I repeated Romans 10 and 9, and I said, God loves you despite you have to forgive yourself and repent of your sins. Amen. Make a decision to make a U-turn, Daddy. God, he died that you may have the right to the tree of life. He rose that you may be in with him when he returns. He accepted Jesus because God gave me the spirit through my brokenness to forgive him. And so that's the forgiveness factor, just what you said. God led me to, to, to forgive him. Then I could tell him about the love of Christ. And when he died, he knew who Jesus was. Praise God. Thank and his son that he abused more than anybody led him to Christ. So God will have those people that broke you, that destroyed you. God will redeem you and transform you, you so that Jesus. you can give them forgiveness and give them the love of Christ wow. by accepting him as Lord and Savior and King. Because God came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. More abundantly, yes. And, and he didn't come to condemn us. Christ, John three seventeen said, Christ was not sent to the earth to condemn the earth, but through his love, he will save the earth. Yes. He will save humanity. And so, you know, my getting back to my brothers, um, a couple of them were proud of what God was doing, but a couple of them still 
was allowing the enemy to give them the jealous factor. And they didn't, they didn't want to accept the story, and they thought I was making things up. But my twin told him he didn't make anything up because I was there with him. Everything he shares in his book, From the Incubator to the Kingdom, is truth. And so they still, because uh, I've lost some brothers, but so it's, it's now and it's four for still living. Three, three of my mother, well, three of her boys, my brother, my twin, and my other brother, where, and my sister were still alive. And, and my twin, we talk all the time. Um, he's just blown away what God is doing in my wow, life. Awesome. And um, we often talk about the goodness of Jesus and how God loves him. But I got to be honest with you, whether anybody believes what I'm doing for God, it's okay. I love them in spite of what they believe and don't believe because this journey that we're on is not for man to take hold of. It's for Jesus to show up, to be the headliner. Amen. And so, you know, I I, I definitely relate to you because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the earth. But God has called us to be the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. And God promised us in Isaiah 54, 17, there's no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that every prosper. tongue that shall Amen. rise against us in judgment. Thou shalt condemn for this is the heritage of the Come servants on, of the Lord and his righteousness yes. is of him. Amen. And so I recognize mm. that if God is for you, who can be against you? Who shall lay Amen. anything to God, any charge that God has left? And so I recognize for Christ, I live. For Christ, I die. And so I, I realize that God has given me strong shoulders. Not that I'm invincible. Not that I can't be hurt. Not that I can't be badgered. But I said, God, if you brought me from that place during that season, then you can take me to this place. Yes, because I'm a living witness that God will take you from the incubator to the kingdom. Yes. And we know hallelujah. that in Christ we're going to be in his eternal kingdom. Yes. But I believe that God wants us to show forth his Thank kingdom you. in the earth. Yes, Like Lord. Jesus did. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. So Glory we, to God. We praise God yes. for, for this amazing opportunity because you're part of his kingdom. And everything that you've been through in your life has been a recipe to show people that he is the redeemer. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, so we praise good. God. And, and, you know, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I want to read this. This A good friend of mine wrote my forward. And, and I want to read this because when you were talking, the Lord was speaking through you about Noah and the things you went through. Um, I, I just want to encourage your listeners and you because my very dear friend wrote this. Um, Sister Nicole Hodge, she said in my forward, from the incubator to the kingdom, tells a heartfelt, raw, yet victorious story of one man's journey through a painful childhood to an adulthood of undeniable purpose. Each pain, page of pain, was countered with favor. Each disappointment was countered with expectation. Each shortcoming was countered with self-reformation. Dr. Mangum's stories encourages spiritual fine-tuning for all who read it. In fact, it demands it. Never before have I read a book that so clearly demonstrates how God has architected one person's life 
even in the midst of a sometimes complicated blueprint. It was a gift to witness with each passing page. The fulfillment of Dr. Mangum's grandmother's prophetic words, it's abundantly clear that after reading his story that Dr. Mangum's life has rendered him uniquely qualified to perform the work that he does. As a reader, I am inspired to have the courage of a nine-year-old Dwayne, yet just three weeks shy of his 10th birthday, and I aspire to have the determination and commitment that Dr. Mangum continues to exhibit to this very day. I've read that not to bring no glory to me, but bring all the glory to God, that he can take all of us, regardless of where we, we enter this earth at, regardless of the culture we enter in, the color of the skin that we were born in, he can take us all from the incubator in our own lives to Come on, kingdom to do yes. great and magnificent works. We get, just have to understand that we live in a life of seasons of some kind of defeat, but most of the time victory because every defeat is followed by a victory. Every setback is followed by a set up of doing something enormously grateful and amazing for the kingdom of God. Yeah, hallelujah. Wow. And so and so I am passionate because God had trusted me yeah. to write the story about him. Praise God. Praise God. In my life. Praise and God. you have your story. Your audience has their story. Yes. And continue to not to be weary and well-doing. Because you're about to reap, you faint not, if you don't give up. You're at the precipice, Evangelist Montel, of the greatest magnificent outpouring of his spirit in the history of your life. And God's going to use Noah to be the instrument. Yes, to bring it. forth more anointing in you yes. and your family's lives. Yes, God. And I feel that prophetically upon you today. Yes. That you haven't seen. The Bible said eyes have not seen, nor ears heard for the things that he has prepared for them that love him. God can trust you with what he's given you. And when he can trust you, he backs it up a hundredfold. And we declare and establish this in your life, in your family's life today, May the 22nd, to everybody that's listening, God is establishing and he is creating for you a metamorphosis of change that will not allow you to no longer exist, but to excel in him and him alone. Thank you, Jesus. So we agree today. Because everything God establishes, he decrees. And so therefore, in the name of Jesus, he's decreeing a thing upon your ministry. Evangelist feels he's decreeing upon your health, upon your family, upon your finances. Oh, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No longer will you wrestle with finances because the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell there, for he said he have founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. 
Psalm 24, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? They that have clean hands and a pure heart and have not lifted up their souls unto vanity. Verse 7, 8, and I said, lift up your heads over your gates and be lifted up your everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. The writer said, who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads over your gates and even lift them up, you everlasting doors. We decree this upon this field family in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, we thank you in advance for the miraculous power and the miraculous provisions, God. You are Jehovah Jireh, the seed of need in advance, and fulfills it with owning and lack. God, we come against any demonic spirit of lack upon this family, upon this ministry. From this day forward, God, we decree a thing in the name of Jesus. It is done for your glory. It is done for your honor. We love you today, Lord. With our hearts, we thank you for this connection with this dear woman of God. We thank you for our family. We thank you for the precious angel, Noah, that you allow him to adopt. And God, we stand with her today in faith, believing that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly above whatever we ask or think. So we believe you, God, today. It is done for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I am the Lord thy God. I seek not. I will give you rivers in the wilderness. I will give you waters in the desert. I am doing a new thing in your life, Evangelist Montel. I'm doing a new thing according to my word, Isaiah 43. I'm doing a new thing. Woo, glory to God. Woo, thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your glory. Oh, Father, just thank you, Father, for Noah. Oh, Lord God, you direct me every night to pray over that precious little boy that he's going to do mighty works for you, that even at a young age, that anointing's already there, God. And, Lord, you just have your will with Noah's life, God. And, God, how honored am I that you chose my husband and I for Noah, dear God, that he could live and not be aborted. And that journey started back from us teaching children's church, God. We taught his biological mother, God, and she's seen her love and compassion, dear God, even back then, 15 years ago, God, you started that journey that led to Noah. God, I just give him to you and honor you and just to use him, dear God. Use him, dear God. Oh, Lord, I thank you, dear God, for this broadcast tonight, God. Oh, Lord, this just is about an interview, God. This is about testimonies and new doors opening, dear God. Thanks being broken off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, your perfect timing, God. God, words of encouragement that I needed to hear tonight, God, because you know every situation in our life and all my husband and I have been through this year, one thing after another, God, and his discouragement as our provider, God, and God, I'm just trusting you. Every deed's met in the name of Jesus and that you're right there with us. We just got to keep on keeping, God. Oh, and I pray for my brother, God. Continue to use him, dear God, to, to reach the people, dear God. Taking forth even more, dear God, and 
bless him, dear God, along his journey, God. And Lord, I can't even I can't even begin to thank you for all the families' lives they're impacting, God. Wow, Father God, what amazing, amazing testimony, God. What an amazing God that you are, God. And God, how it opens our eyes to see, dear God, that we need to realize that no matter what we're going through, we have to trust you, yes, that you're Lord. right there with us, just like you was with the Hebrew yes, children God. in the fire, dear God. But they did yes, not God. get burnt. Their hair did not even smell, Father God, because you brought them through, dear God, for your glory and through their obedience and their faith. And God, as we walk through the fires, we know we won't be burnt, dear God, that you're just you're just preparing us, dear God. Wow, dear God, I'm yes, just so God. blessed tonight. God, I thank you for this divine connection, dear God. Hallelujah. I know there's more to it, God, and have your will and your way in it, God. Oh, Lord, have your will. Hallelujah. Because you know me, Father God. I have a servant's heart. And if you open a door and you tell me to go, God, I'm going. Whatever it is you call me to, God, I'm going. I'm ready. Uh, You've been preparing (laughs) me for many, many years, God. And I know that when you give a vision, you bring permission, God, and that you're there every step of the way. And I pray for revival that's coming up there, God, in June. God, let this power and this spirit fall upon communities, that people can be broken, drug addictions, that homes can be mended. People have hands laid on them and be healed, God. For that power Mm. is in us, the same power that's in Jesus, Father. And I'm just asking that your favor be upon everyone that shows up there, God. I'm just so blessed tonight, God. And I thank you, Father, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, I just want to take a really quick break. I might feel led to pray, uh, play one of the cover songs uh, sure. that's on my cover album. And then Spirits yes, Impress Me. And then I want to come back and whatever you feel led in um, sharing before we go into close, I want you to do. But I just want to bask sure. in his presence for a minute. I'm so moved by the Spirit. But I really feel right like this you. song fits my <laughs> life and your life. And I really hope it blesses people and they truly understand what the message is. This is my cover song, Heal the Wound. Wow, God.
powerful. Jeez. Oh, and I just so hope powerful. people. Yeah, I truly hope people understand that message, because for me, he heals the wounds, but the scars, Amen. like what you've been through and where we've been, truly is a reminder of what he can bring us through. And the strength that he for us that he is there in his love, and praise God for his mercies that are new each morning. I would love to have you back on, Pastor. I would love to pray. Sure. I'm always obedient to the Spirit. But maybe there's a topic you and I, even if your wife wants to join, maybe even my husband, um, where we could come together and share a message or uh, teach on some topics. I want you to pray about that because I feel like we have a divine connection and I feel like we're kindred spirits. And God is sitting on me in my spirit so powerfully right now. And there's a lot Amen. of things out today that people don't want to talk about or sometimes they're ashamed to talk about. But there are things I've been through in my own marriage with my husband that I had to forgive over and many times. But through, God's always told me, don't give up on him because my husband come from a background of abuse and being sexually abused and taught pornography at the age of six and if those things aren't prayed off their life in an early age and they don't have counseling they need, healing, they they stem into all different things. So our journey, I feel one day God's going to have me to write a book, and I'll be, I'll be obedient when that time comes. But I truly understand what it means to truly love someone with the heart of Christ. I'm just so moved in my spirit right now. Praise God. Amen. No, that's fine. You are fine. The spirit of God is definitely has been on us and you know, um, when I was listening to that song, I, I recognized that. And the last thing I'll say is that it's very important to keep dreaming. I think one of the things, one of the chapters I write uh, that I wrote in this book is talking about dreaming um, to fulfill. And you know, I think it's the I think it's next to the last chapter, chapter twenty-two. Dreams do come true. Thank you. God. And it talks about me earning my PhD, but I don't want to talk about my PhD as I prepare to to close um, from this particular uh, great, great encounter. I'm with you. This was not an interview. This was an encounter with God. (laughs) And that's how I am when I do these programs because I always tell people, I always say, well, how much? I don't want to focus on time. I tell people that the Spirit lets you know when when your time's done. But when you come on, I, I want to give liberty to the Holy Spirit and I don't. Like God knows what He wants to be have heard, and I'm real obedient in that. And wow, I've just been so blessed, so blessed tonight. And um, and before you close out, to make sure to let people know where they could get your book. I myself want to get a copy. I think it'd be a great read for my husband and I together. Um, but uh, I want to give you wow. I'm so moved by the spirit. I want to give you the platform to close out and share where they can get your sure. your links. And I just thank you so much, Pastor. For being on tonight, you were talking about the chapter about not giving up on your dreams. And see, that's another God speaking to me again because the enemy likes to bring God just opened a door for me when it comes to singing. And the enemy, you know how he works. Well, you just turned 51. You know what? As long as I got a breath in me, I can still praise God. I can still be used. As you said, you've confirmed so many things tonight. I just love how God works. I'm giving him glory. And I give the floor to you, Pastor, and just have liberty in closing out and what you want to share in the end here. Praise God. Yes, thank you so much. Um, we give honor to the Spirit of Christ 
yeah. that's been in this place. For those of you that haven't tuned in, woo, the Lord just has thrown his weight around. Again, I am Pastor Dwayne, known as Pastor Dwayne D. Mangum, um, and we're grateful for uh, Evangelist and Outreach, Evangelist Montel and Outreach International, this, this amazing encounter. Um, my, you can purchase my book um, um, at www.drduanemangum.com, www.drduanemangum.com, drduanemangum.com. You can follow me on Facebook at doc, D-O-C, Dwayne E. Mangum. I'm on um, Instagram at um, Blending to Make It. Um, if you type in Dwayne Mangum, I'm going to come up and get you all my social outlets. Uh, I am the senior pastor and founder of the Family Worship Center. My wife and I, we're the senior leaders there. We started this ministry 2017, 2018, and we are a new ministry, but God has given us so much experience through his word and through his love. And we want you to know that we will love you to the kingdom, regardless of where you come from, regardless of your challenges, because my wife and I, we truly believe that love is one of the most powerful factors in changing anybody's life. And we are appreciative for everything that God has done. We thank God for from the incubator to the kingdom. Um, we've also written three other books, Blending to Make It, Ingredients for a Successful Blended Family. Um, my wife and I wrote a book together called Straight Talk About the Blended Family, Keeping It 100. You can find those books on our website. And the last book I wrote, because God laid on my heart, is Life After Divorce, The Rebuilding Process. We all experience divorce. I went through a one-time divorce, and, and we all need to that there is life after divorce, but there is a rebuilding process because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I'm just so moved and like I just feel like I could fall out on the floor. I'm not gonna lie. I love that there's no presence like his presence. Man, Amen. he showed up Amen. tonight and wow, I'm just wow, that's that's what happens, brothers and sisters, when you have believers that truly understand about giving liberty to the Holy Spirit and that it's not about our glory or our self. We share our journeys but God gets the glory. That's what's yeah. important and what it breaks my heart so much before we go i see so many people that get lost in self-glory or that want to get paid to share word of god you know what jesus already paid the price god's word is for all of us and and i truly believe in prophetic gifts god gives has blessed me with prophetic gifts but i also have a respect and understand what they're used for it's not to be used as a platform like some people will treat it like someone's a psychic or different things. I see that so much on social media. I pray God helps people to have a better understanding of what the purpose is in prophetic ministries because God has a Amen. purpose in it. And so many people are misusing it for the wrong reasons. Or so many people are wondering their ears tickled. My hope is that people learn to hear from God themselves. And then that when Amen. God does speak into a true prophet, they can receive the word and what he's preparing them for i just i am just so blessed and i do want to have you back on brother i know you you have a lot that you deal with in your ministry please continue to keep sharing on um reaching out radio uh anytime yeah. and also on uniting for christ 
uh, I love okay. your posts on there, and I share them forward because you're an amazing, amazing teacher. And it's for me, if we just reach one, it's not about how yes. many followers we get. It's not about how many likes Amen. we get, brothers and Amen. sisters. It's about Amen. reaching just one. We need to get our focus on that and not about, oh, I yeah. got more followers than you or I got more likes and shares than you. No, brothers and sisters, that's self-glory. We need to glorify God and be reaching the lost, the broken, and the bound and make it about Jesus. And like you said, just loving them into the kingdom. Because when we love people and we don't reject them and we don't condemn them, that's when people are saved till delivered and set free, all glory to God. And for me, that's what it's about because it says in the word of God, if just one, if one is saved, the angels themselves rejoice in heaven. And that's just so powerful to me. So God keeps that in my heart and keeps that humility in me. Just focus on reaching just that one. I'm not saying it's, it's bad to have favor and that God can bless you with many followers. God has blessed me in those things, but don't let that be your focus is what I'm saying. Amen. God can have favor Amen. in your life. But don't take that favor to your head and let it be about your glory. Just keep glorifying God and keep God above you and stay humble. What a blessing tonight. Wow, Pastor, thank you so much. <laughs> I want to get a copy of your book. I really would like that, and I think my pastors would as well. Keep in touch with me, please, and I would love to share our story with Noah with you. I will do that and my husband and I's journey. Please. Thank you again. Um, we're always open to share and I, um, especially talking about blended families, because we truly have an understanding in that. And yes. uh, continue to pray for our family. My daughter is uh, expecting a little girl in August. I'm feeling okay. like she's going to have her in the end of July. Thank you. It's her second daughter. Um, but my daughter yes. has to have a C-section, and I ask for prayers of people I know that are true prayer warriors. She Definitely. has to have a Done C-section. Deal. And uh, I know God's got her, but it never hurts to ask for other believers to pray. So will you pray us out tonight, uh, Pastor? Yes. I just, I'm always obedient <clears throat> to what I feel. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for how awesome you are. We thank you that you took two people from different places in the earth and brought us together with faith-like conditions to lift you up and to share, God, what you've given us and how you have planted your word in our lives. God, thank you for this amazing and incredible broadcast. We thank you, Lord, that people are not just tickled by just hearing something, but they are changed. God, we decree change. We decree that families and we decree couples and we decree relationships are changed under the banner of, of the blood of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you tonight, Lord for her daughter, God, that's got to go through and have a C-section, that you will allow there will be no more complications, that that beautiful girl will be born, God, without any issues, God, that you will anoint the daughter, that you will anoint everything in her life, God, that they will raise and she will raise that baby up, knowing you as the King of kings and the Lord. So we thank you tonight, God, for you are in control, and we give you glory evangelist says we give you glory for her spirit god we give you glory for her husband god we thank you that he which has begun a good work is able to fulfill it until the day of jesus christ so we thank you for this broadcast we thank you for this outreach international platform that your power will prevail over every attack of the enemy matter of fact satan we serve you notice in the name of jesus that you are you are devoid of and you are eradicated that the glory of God may be revealed through this platform. In Jesus' name, amen.
Glory to God. Amen. Thank you again for all of our listeners yeah. tonight. And also to all the ones that we get a lot of listeners on demand. And God, thank you for taking us into places like China, Japan, and to Saudi Arabia, to Brazil. There's so many each day, God. It excites me to go to the map, God, and to see who we're reaching, God. Because when you called me out, it was six years ago this week on the 20th, God. You told me to step out. I never had no experience. I got to testify to that before I get out there. I never had no experience in radio. I never went to school for it. I never I never had training to design the graphics and the pictures that you see on the slideshows. God called me. He said, step out. It was in the midst of my mother battling cancer. And she was one of my biggest fans and one of my greatest supporters. And, oh, how I miss her. But I know she's still rooting me on because the absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, God called me out. I never imagined, though, that he would take me internationally out like he did. But go, God, is all I got to say, because we, we reach people in, <laughs> all over the world, Pastor. And sometimes Amen. it That's might awesome. just be one, but in places that you would places I've never heard of. And I share that a lot on Facebook because I want to glorify God, and I want to encourage people. He, he, uh, he will equip you when he calls you. And don't ever doubt or let the enemy install fear in you. Because you you want to kick that out right away. Because when you know it's truly God and it's God's yes, God's going to get you where to where He's wanting to take you, just like He has my amazing brother in Christ there. I thank you all for listening tonight. Please check out Uniting for Christ um, and check out um, Pastor's uh, messages on there and their programs. And I I encourage you get this book because I already know there's an anointing in that book, and it'll be a blessing to you. And I just, I love you all so much, but God loves you more. And I just want to encourage you tonight before we close out. It doesn't matter what you're bound in, what you've done wrong, where you're at. Because God said in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever should believe should not perish, but have everlasting life. And brothers and sisters, you may be that one bound in alcoholism, in adultery, in drug addiction, whatever it is, you are that whosoever that Jesus came for. He loves you so much that he went to a cross that belonged to you and me. The only blood ever needed again. That's so powerful to me. The only blood ever needed again. He became our sacrifice that we could live eternally. If you don't know him, I encourage you, especially under this anointing tonight, cry out to Jesus. Because it doesn't matter what you're bound in, what you've done. He loves you. And come as you are, and he will receive you. So I just pray tonight that you just ask Jesus into your heart. Because Pastor and I want everyone to be saved. I don't want to think of anybody going to hell. We want you to know that Jesus loves you. He's not about condemning you. He's about forgiving you. That's why he came, because he loved us. God loved us so much, he knew that we needed the ultimate sacrifice, the son Jesus. It doesn't even have to be a long, drawn-out prayer. Just say, Father, forgive me of my sins. I believe in your son, Jesus, that came and died for my sins. I ask for your forgiveness tonight, and I receive you. Just have your way in my life. Mold me and make me. I want Jesus to be my personal Savior today. Amen. And I would love to hear your testimonies of anybody that receives Jesus. We'd love to encourage you and help you to grow in your walk. I just love you all so much. I'm so blessed in what God 
allows me to do. This is his ministry. I'm just a willing vessel. Praise be to God. Thank you again, Pastor. You blessed me so much tonight. And thank you, God and Holy Spirit, for, whew, he came in to clean my house out tonight. I feel refreshing (laughs) and a renewing. And I'm just excited. I love being in, there's no presence like the presence of God. There's no high, like, oh, that word can't even express it. And that's what I want other brothers and sisters or even ones that aren't saved to come to know. Because when that power falls on you and you feel that love, it's a love like none other. Brothers and sisters, it's a love like no other. He can break addictions and chains that bind. There's nothing, nothing that our God can't do. He cares about the little things and the big things. So don't back down when God's backing you up. Keep on keeping for as long as there's a breath in you, there's hope. But once we get to the grave, it's too late. So make sure you're receiving while you still got that breath. God bless you all. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much again. Please stay in touch, Pastor. All right. Have a blessed night. You too. Bye-bye.